Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. much as I enjoyed her intro, I was like, man, be quiet. The anticipation is killing me. I need to get up here before I run out the back door. God bless you guys. Man, y'all look good. From back there, I can just see the back of your head. Y'all look good too, but from right here, I actually got pretty faces. I'm just kidding. Um, So, my wife said, Pastor Ryan's out of town. I guess a funny story about that. I have an awesome wife that stands beside me. I hate talking about my wife. I love it, but I hate it because it wants to bring me to tears, right? No, so Pastor Ryan's like, hey, uh, I'm going to be out of town. I was like, awesome. Way to start the year, bro. Awesome. Love it. You know, he's like, uh, so one of y'all going to be ready to, to step up to preach? My wife, man, she's awesome. She's like, yeah, Brandon will do it. I said, yeah, I will. So yeah, I got an awesome wife who's willing to push me if I'm not willing to take the step. Amen. In a good way, right? Amen. Um, so, man, as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, I said, what do I want to preach on? And I'm like, hold on, what do you want me to preach on, right? So, uh, man, he kind of put this word in, in, in my heart, and, uh, and I'm going I'm to try to digest it. I think it's uh, really applicable. It's something that we can apply to our daily lives. Man, it got like 10 degrees hotter up here. But uh, I'm gonna, we're going to work through it, man, we're going to get through it. But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, my God. 2020 is in the past, my God. There's no need to look back there, Father. We know you carried us through. You know, it was nothing that we did. It was you alone, Father. It was your guidance. It was your direction. It was all you, Father. And I just pray, my God, that we continue to 2021 to be better, Father. Just to be better, my God, than who we were yesterday, Father. We thank you. We ask that you take this word. I know it is from you, and we can apply it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, Happy New Year's to everybody. If I haven't already told you, Happy New Year's, right? Um, who's ready for all the Facebook and Instagram videos of New Year's resolutions? I'm going to start working out. And I didn't put it in my notes, but we brought it up the other day, so I'm going to mention it. <laughs> Sorry, bro. So, I remember, you know, probably a couple years back, uh, Danny's like, man, we're going to do a reconstruction uh, Instagram, bro. We're going to take pictures. He'll take pictures of his body. It's still under construction. That website's still under construction. <laughs> we're not finished. We're not finished. It's still under construction. But, you know, it was funny because we were just laughing about it the other day. Um, but do you know what the five top New Year's resolutions were for uh, 2019? Of course you don't, right? Because you didn't research it. I'm just so number one was exercise to get in shape. That's kind of everybody's, right? Diet to lose weight. Save money. Eat healthier in general. And uh, something to, uh, for self-care. Good things, right? All good things. We usually all try to do those things. The easiest one is uh, personal development. But that's easy, right? Help yourself get better. Better yourself. Schooling, education, whatever it may be. The hardest resolution to keep is uh, healthy eating and uh, diet change, right? We don't want to diet. We don't want to change. We don't want to eat what we want to eat. And we want to look like them, Right? Skinny models who are on Instagram, right? How does that guy do that? I'm going to keep eating burgers. Maybe I'll look like him. It isn't going to happen, right? You got to put in the work. So this year, my family, we, uh, 
we, we, uh, we put our goals on paper. We're like, man, let's, let's put it on paper. We sat down last night, already late, right? It should have been January 31st, I mean, uh, December 31st. And uh, so we did it last night. We're like, okay, well, we're going to do our family goals. We're going to do our, you know, our, uh, our personal goals. And I said, uh, I normally don't like to do this. I normally don't like to do it. I'm like, man, I know my goals. I'll set the bar real low. So, you know, I'll reflect and I'll be like, hey, I did great, right? So, but the reality was that the fear behind it was that I didn't want someone to hold me accountable to something that I told myself that I was wanting to do, right? And that's really the fear behind it. So now, I'm not telling you on my New Year's resolution. My wife knows, but uh, my family knows. But it's something that you should do. Put your, put your goals on paper. Because what I realized is last year, my wife, she came to me, and I already forgot. I forget what she says, like five minutes later, she says. So I forget what she had said. So she comes, and she's like, babe, look. I'm like, what? She's like, look at my goals. These are the goals I had, and I achieved my goals. And I was like, man, that's awesome. You know? And I'm like, man, like, that's really cool. Like, she stayed committed to the process, and in the end, she, she liked the outcome. So I'm like, man, I got to give it a try, Right? Even if, whatever, if you don't, if you don't, anything, all goals, you know, shoot for the stars. Because you don't want a goal that could be achievable within the first three, you know, January 31st, achieved it, I'm good. You want something that's going to challenge you through the year, right? So focus on your goals and set them, right? So the title of my message today is uh, New Year, New You, all right? New Year, New You. And um, I struggled on the title, I'm not going to lie, I was like, man. I told my wife, I want to put new P-N-E-U. I don't know how I'm going to use it, but it just wasn't a word. So I, she like, I, I told her, like, new year, new you. She's like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. And I was like, sounds corny, right? She's like, yes, it sounds corny. So I said, all right. I said, whatever. So that's what I stuck with. And, and it's, it's perfect, right? It's a new year. Everyone's focused on what we can do to be better, to be the new you, right? You're the same person, but there's things you can do to be new. Uh, so my verse today is going to be uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And man, I was like, man, I need to have like a bunch of scripture, man. Because if not, you know, she's like, hey, just take your scripture and break it down and go from there. So my, my wife is awesome, man. I just say, I know y'all got awesome wives, but man, my, my wife, she, she's who I needed in my life. God knew. He said, you need her. You need me, but you need her too. Because if not, you're done. So I thank God for her. All right. So let's read. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Right? So right there, when I thought of that verse, just a phrase came to me. All right? And the phrase was to have a spiritual metamorphosis. Right? We must have first, we must first have a physical transformation. Right? And I'll break that down how it goes. Right? But God alone... When it says new cre- creation, right, God alone cre- is the creator of that. There's nothing that we can do to create that new. It's him who creates it in us, right? And that's the first fact that we need to know. It's not us, it's him. But I will say that he leaves us the responsibility to work on your spiritual growth. It's not something that's like, here's yours, you're perfect, now just do what I tell you to do. No, that's something that he gives you, you're new, and now you have to start building off of that newness, right? So that's important. So the word that I came to was metamorphosism, all right, or metamorphosis, right? It's three Greek words, meta, morph, and assist. I don't know why every time I said that in my, like, in my head, like I'm going to say it out loud, it's like, duh, that's the word. But it's what it is. It's meta, morph, and uh, osis, right? Metamorphosis. 
And what it means is meta being changed or beyond, morph being shape or form, and osis being state, process, or condition. So what it's literally saying is uh, the state or condition of changing form, right? Going beyond one shape into another, amen? And right now it may just be words, but we'll, we'll break into it and it'll make sense, right? So as I uh, was thinking about this, I'm like, man, what is something that I can relate to? Right? What is something that I can say, hey, this is uh, something that it's similar to? And a butterfly. The butterfly came to, to my mind. So I started looking into a butterfly, and the butterfly actually does go through metamorphosis. Right? And uh, we're going to go through that process. I don't want to go too far, but that's where it leads me to, right? So we're going to go through four stages. The first stage of a, of a, of a butterfly is, is, a, is a larva, right? A, an egg. And... Um, for us, how we can relate that to a Christian walk is what? Being born again, right? John 3, 3 says, uh, says I'm sorry, uh, Jesus responded and said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Romans 6, 4 says, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, raised, I'm sorry, uh, through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. I think it's interesting when we think about the butterfly, where he lays his chi, I'm sorry, where she lays her eggs, right? And when, a, when a butterfly lays her eggs, she lays it in a place that has protection and it has food. Enough food supply for, so just kind of a side note, they lay like 300 eggs. Not all of the, the eggs hatch, right? So it has to leave a spot where it is enough food and as well as enough protection, right? So in the way I look at that as Christianity as for Christians, it is essential to be at a church, right? Amen. A church that is uh, feeding us, the congregation, words that help us to build us up spiritually. So we have to have something that's edifying us, right? If we don't, you know, what's going to happen? We can, in a spiritual sense, we can die, right? We, we, if we don't feed it, you know, it suffers, right? So we have to. So it's important that you get yourself to a place that is able to feed you and help you grow. Amen. Church is not a social club. It is not a place that we come to meet our family members and sit with people who have the same like mindset that we do, believe in the same beliefs we do. No, it is not that, right? It is not a place that is meant to make you feel good. Now, I understand when you come in here, man, I was in the back before I came up here. I was in tears. I'm like, oh, God, oh, my gosh, man, you're awesome. And I'm like, get it together, bro. You got to go up there and, and deliver. So you do feel good, but that's not what we're here for. Right? So you're saying, well, what are we here for? Right? No, but people, we're here to grow spiritually. We're here to come here to consume, to grow. See, what happens is sometimes we get so caught in the norm and we miss the people that come through those doors clinging to their life, both either in three ways, mentally, physically, physically, or spiritually, and maybe all three. You don't know who comes through those doors. They may be coming through with spiritual thoughts and spiritual bondages, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of depression. They're coming in here with a smile on their face because they have aced the way of keeping a poker face. And they come in and we say, how you doing, sister? You're smiling. Praise God. But inside they're dying. So we need to open our eyes and stop looking through the physical and start looking through the spiritual and understand that there is something there that we need to break. Amen. So this is the start, right? 
This is this is my this is my, my catchphrase right here. So uh, if you're watching online or if you're here in person for the first time, we welcome you. Number one, welcome to our church. It's your church. Um, but if you're watching and if you're looking for a home or if you're here and you don't have a home church, Numa Church is here for you. We're here to, to edify the body, to build up the body. We want to meet you. We want to greet you. We don't want you to see us through a screen. We want you to see how beautiful we really are in person. Amen. No, we want to we want to be with you. We want to be at a congregation. Right. So this is the first stage and it's the it's every Christian's first part. It's conversion. That's where we start. You don't go nowhere else unless you get through conversion. Right. You got to convert. Uh, the second stage. This is my favorite stage. I say it. You'll see. It's the feeding stage. Right. <laughs> All right. So the finished product of the butterfly, that's what we all think of as a butterfly, right? The beautiful wings, the beautiful colors. It's amazing. It's nice. It's flying in the air. We think of that part, right? But we got to get from the egg and we got to go to the caterpillar. Caterpillar. Caterpillars, ugly little guys, all these legs, you know, short, stubby. It's all right. It's what it is, right? But we got to go through that stage and it's important, right? And this, in my opinion, is one of the most important of, this, of these four stages because when, uh, when the egg or when the caterpillar hatches, it's the size of a pinhole. The caterpillar grows 100 times its size, up to two and a half inches. And he eats. That's all he does is eat. Like I tell you, they have to give them a place where they can feed before they can get their growth. It's important. That word growth is important, right? Keep hearing it. Um, where we at? Boom. So, like I said, remember in verse 17, we are a new creature, right? We are... Um, Oh, our new things to come, right? So that's the same way we're looking at the caterpillar. So when we learn to do new things, it sometimes can be uncomfortable. Doing new things don't come easy to people naturally. We don't like to try new things. I don't like to try new food. I want to just go eat what we normally eat. That's it. I don't want to try Mediterranean food. Or <laughs> for, <laughs> I hear a lot of people talking about it, like, man, I'm just scared. But really, it's it, probably delicious. I'm just in my comfort zone. So if you want to take my teeth to Mediterranean food, I'm down. I'm just... um, but um, think of the Israelites. Israelites were in slavery for three to 400 years, right? In Egypt, they're in slavery. Get them out. God's like, let my people go. Come on, Moses, go get them. Takes them out. Gets them through, I don't know how many miracles. And yet they get to the desert, right? And what's the first thing they do? They complain. But that's not even the most important part. The most important part is they're willing to go back to Egypt and go back into captivity and slavery because at least it was consistent. But let me tell you something, church. If you're going to serve a God, my God, man, you're not, man, sometimes you're going to feel like you're just, you're, you're, you're hanging like this. And the physical, that's what it appears, but you just don't know that wrapped around you is his, his Holy Spirit, his angels protecting you. So, man, just because what something feels like, right? We shouldn't go off a feeling. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. So trust me when I tell you, man, whatever you're going out of, is where you're going is way better than where you're coming from. Understand that. Right? So we know that uh, biblically, as we say, the Israelites and worldly, it's not easy to do new things. They're difficult. Start a new job. 
difficult. Got to learn the process. Uh, my other job did it this way. <laughs> Get them out of here. Right? We hear that everywhere. Well, the other job, we did it this way. It's like, don't say that at a new job because people don't like it. They're like, man, all right, well, let's go back. Right? So it's not easy. It's difficult. Right? We've all changed jobs. We've all done something new. It's not easy. Going to school. Me and my wife started school, and man, now I'm like, some, uh, brother Mike is like, are you ready for school? And I'm like, oh, you said you're ready? I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm ready. I'm thinking about today I'm preaching. He's like, yeah, class is Thursday. I'm like, class is Thursday. You know? So I, I was just consumed on, on, on today. After today, my kids are talking to me. I'm like, hey, bro, just talk to me Sunday after preaching. I'm good, you know? I said, I can't hear y'all foolishness. <laughs> right? But new and better eating habits. Like we said, what, one of the hardest one resolutions to keep was eating habits and dieting. Those are difficult. All right? We must be careful. Because just like the Israelites, God called us into something new. And if we're not careful, we will go back to the things God has called us from, out of, right? That's important. Remember, when God calls you to something, when you start going back, it's not a good thing. So I'm going to be open with you guys. I'm going to give you some of my testimony today. Because I believe it's important. Because you'd be like, man, yeah, that was the Bible. Or yeah, that was here. Yeah, that was there. That was their life. Okay, well, let me just give you a little bit about my life. So this church, when I came, was called Primera. Long, long ago. Like 13, you know, it hasn't been that long. But it was uh, Primera Iglesia. Right? And um, I came to this church really not knowing much. My wife, she was polished. She, you know, they knew, hey, she sings. Wow, okay, awesome. da 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 this. And then, I didn't really know much. I was a new convert, new convert. I was a baby Christian. So I came in, right? Well, unknown to anybody, I really didn't know many people. I kind of knew Danny and Maritza, not very well. But um, I was in one service, praise and worship, going on. It was cool. I was over there in the same spot, Fort Bench I was the whole time I was here. And all of a sudden, I just heard someone speaking in tongues louder than everybody else. Mind you, I, I didn't know what tongues were. I just heard somebody talking crazy in the front. I didn't know what was going on, right? Because when you don't know, you don't know, right? It's ignorance. I didn't know. It wasn't disrespect. I just didn't know. All I know is what that person was saying was bothering me, right? It was affecting me, and I didn't know why it was affecting me, all right? So here's kind of the, the worst part. So she translates it. At the time, I didn't even know what that was. But man, all I want to tell you, do you know this? when God's presence falls in this place, that eerie, quiet stillness that you hear? Man, I remember, I could just hear it. I don't even have to, it may not even be for me. I just, I like, here it comes. Here it comes. That's discernment. But anyway, um, so uh, she said it. And then she translates. What did she translate it into? Spanish. I was, and then she said it again. I was like, oh my gosh. Something, it wasn't external. I promise you, nothing penetrated me. I didn't feel anything. It was something inside. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it hurt and felt good at the same time. That's all I felt. And I cried and I cried and I cried. So at the time, I was, I was trying to walk, right? But I was kind of going back to the things that I was struggling with, right? And the flesh, and the flesh. So obviously I don't ask my wife right, right after, you know, I kind of wiped my tears and all right, we're on our way home. I said, hey, what was she saying? I didn't, she said, oh, she said in Spanish, you didn't get it, right? I said, yeah. So she told me what she said. She said, uh, Proverbs 26, 11. You're like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool, or like a dog who returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Ouch. Folly is just another pretty word for foolishness, right? So I'm like, man, this lady doesn't know me. 
This person does not know who I am at all. I literally, and she's speaking into my life. How? It was God, man. Right? So that's a little bit about me. But continuing on. The pastor, the teachers, and the leadership team in these churches, it's their responsibility uh, to feed the flock. Right? It's their their job. Right? It's their, 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 um, lost of words. That's fine. We'll go with job. It's their duty. I like that. Duty. All right? Where do I get that from? I'm not going to go to it, but I'm going to, I guess I'll paraphrase. It's John 20, uh, 21, 15 through 17. And what's happening is Jesus is asking Peter a question. And he asks him this question three times. So what does he ask him? He, said, Jesus, he says, Peter, do you love me? And he's asking him if you agape me, right? Agape love, the love that the Father, Heavenly Father has for his humankind, right? Us, his creation. Peter responds back with, yes, I phileo you, right? I brotherly love you. His, Jesus' response is, Okay, tend my sheep, right? He asked him a second time. Same, same format. Do you agape love me? He says, yes, I phileo love you. Brotherly love you. Tend my sheep. And he asked him a third time. Peter, do you love me? Agape love me. And he answers again, yes, I phileo love you. I brotherly love you. And his words afterward were feed my sheep. So no matter the fact that uh, Peter didn't get it, right? He wasn't ready to receive what was being asked of him. Regardless of that fact, the same command was what? Tend my sheep, tend my sheep, and feed my flock. So not only was it his responsibility to tend and feed the flock, but it was anybody, all the other disciples who were going to be doing the same thing. Anyone who takes a position or leadership in a church, it is your responsibility to tend and feed the flock. Amen? So many times we rely on the leaders. That sounds good, right? Here comes, here comes the ouch, right? So many times we rely on the leaders to feed us food, but it isn't the food we want, right? Say amen or say ouch, right? It's not what we want to be served, right? So I remember as a kid, and it's funny because it's so ironic because my son did the same thing. I was like, man, this guy's ridiculous, but I was him so many years ago. So my mom would always make me eat my vegetables. I didn't want to eat them. She would try to throw, and it was like every meal, I was like, man, she hates me, bro. She hates me. Like, she literally, and I hear Brandon, like, he gets his plate, he's like, oh, and I'm like, she hates you, bro, she hates you. I tell him, he's like, oh, you know? So, and I would, I, would, I would always eat, and my dad's here, so he's probably laughing. So, I would always eat everything else, and I would leave the vegetables for the last. And my mom's like, oh, okay, you're smart, right? And I eat your vegetables, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat them. What, what's a, my mom knew vegetables were good for me, right? And I want to say this, but I know Danny's going to laugh at me. Like he, she knew I needed to be a growing boy, right? <laughs> I needed to grow. I needed my vegetables, right? So she knew what was good for me. Even though I didn't want it, it was best for me, right? So in the same sense, we dislike what is being served. And this could stunt our spiritual growth. So we've got to be careful. When they're giving it to you and you're disliking it, it probably means you should be taking it in even better, Right? So pay attention. And an important key is that, yes, it is the job of the church, the pastors, the leaders, the teachers, right? It is their job to feed the flock. But listen, flock also must eat the food that is given to them. Even though you don't want it, even though it doesn't taste good in your mouth, you got to eat the food, right? 
There's an old saying. You could take a water to the, uh, take a horse to the water. I knew I was going to mess that up. I don't know why. Uh, there's no saying. You could take the horse to the water, but it's the horse's choice to drink that water. Right? So I can give you the word. I can bring it to you. Give you everything you need. But if you don't eat or drink, that is your choice. If your only meal of the word is the one you're being fed right now or every Sunday, then I'm sorry to tell you, but you're putting your spiritual growth through spiritual malnourishment. It's true. Say amen or say ouch. I've been there. I'll tell you I backslide. Went far. Get back up. So I'm not speaking out of uh, what the Bible says. I'm speaking out of my life, what I've been through, right? So once the caterpillar is fully grown and has stopped eating, he stops eventually, right? Once he gets to that size, it becomes a, uh, what is known as a chrysalis. Would it be like a pupa, a cocoon? That's what it's called for a butterfly. I guess it's special. So we started at conversion, right? Being the egg. And we have learned to eat and consume the right things. As a caterpillar, right? The things our spirit need to build us up and sustain us throughout our next process, which is the transition stage. Not the junk food, right? But the veggies we need. So this next part, uh, uh, is a transition stage. I believe it is one of the most dangerous parts. You say, why is that? Because in the transition stage, everything that is happening is internally. Everything that needs to be going on is inside. You look in the mirror, so that's the same guy. That's the same lady. That's the same child. I'm doing the same things. I'm going through the same. I got to do the same things every day. But what's happening is on the inside, right? So sometimes it confuses us. We're like, man, we're doing something wrong. Like I said earlier, sometimes when you feel like you're kind of weighing in the air and nobody's really holding you, that's when you really are tested because God is with you. Amen. So uh, three things I want to touch on. When we sacrifice physically, we gain spiritually. Say it again. When we sacrifice physically, we gain spiritually. Why is that? There's three things. Studying the word of God. You could do it. I'm going to just be honest. It's not fun. At first, it's not fun. You're like, man, this is like I'm reading the same thing. Yes, it's Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it, it, gets, it can get boring. But, man, when you really dive into it, it becomes so, so awesome, right? But it appears boring. When you can go play video games, you can watch Cobra Kai, you, you know, the whole week, right? Binge watch it, which we did, right? Uh, you know, it doesn't seem as appealing. Oh, let's just go study the word. It's like, you mean read it? You know, it's like you can listen to it now. Don't worry, we got choices. Um, but it, it, it's not appealing, right? It really isn't appealing unless you are trying to grow. Prayer. Sacrifice sleep and time. Hey, look, I told, I told Pastor Marisa, I said, look. One night this week at like three in the morning, I was like, man, God woke me up. I was like, yes, I want to do this every night. <laughs> that was the only night. because <laughs> I really wanted to. Like my alarm was set. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I really, I really wanted. Sometimes you really want to do something, but man, you just, you can't do it. And I was, I was struggling, but I, you know, that one night, it was awesome. But it takes commitment, man. It's difficult I, and if you think I'm lying, go to scripture. What happens when Jesus goes to, uh, right before his transfiguration, like, go with me and remain praying. It's like, y'all fell asleep. Like, man, get back up. It's like, man, it's tiring. It's not something that we do naturally. It's something that you create over time. 
That's why fasting, man, I, my wife already took my punchline, but it's coming. 21 days. <laughs> I'm going to cry, right? I'm going to come up here, new man. Where's the rest of them? In the past. And I'm going to come back heavier. Like, man, what, what does this guy eat, man? No, but it, it requires sacrifice. We want to eat these beautiful, delicious foods, right? We want to eat burgers, whatever we want. But now we give it up, right? For what? For sacrifice. We give it up to grow in other ways, right? I remember one time we had a, we were doing the fast and man, we were here and it was, it was really awesome because we were like in a group for prayer Saturday morning and man, they, they were talking and people were just falling out, man. People were just falling out. They're like, I, I can't. And I was like, man, I can't stand. I got to go to my knees. And that's just something that comes different from fasting and prayer. Amen. And I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Oh, wait, I want to get ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, remember things still, uh, being still and not doing anything are quite different. There's a big difference if someone's still and someone's not doing anything. That's important to remember. While you are transitioning, remain committed to reading the word, praying and fasting, and continuing to draw near to God. Here's another ouch moment. This process is different for each person. I may come out, obviously I came out slower than most or some. Some come out faster. Why is that important? Because sometimes whenever someone comes out before you, you're like, what do they do better than me? Are they going to give her that position, him that position? I could do that. I'm ready. Right? That comes into your mind. Pride comes into your mind. And you're like, then again, you're questioning God. Am I not ready, God? Are you not working in me the same as you're that person? That's dangerous. Right? Don't do that. Instead, be supportive, man. Praise God. They're they're ready. God, they're ready. Whatever you call them to do, they're ready for Hey, can you pray for me? I want to be ready just like you are. That's a humble heart, and God's going to honor that, right? So always remember, don't put someone down. Praise God for what they're doing. Praise God for your, your leader, your pastor, putting them in positions, and then back them up. Pray for them, because it's difficult. Amen? Trust me, because once you come out and you're ready for yours, you're going to want the same. I promise. All right? Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed. Right? To the patterns of this world. Don't let pride come in. You go to another job. Oh, they're getting a raise. They're getting a, they're getting a, you know, a promotion. I'm getting demoted and pay decrease. What's going on? I ain't even doing nothing. I'm doing my job the best. Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be renewed by the transforming of your mind. Amen? Another personal moment. Whenever me and my wife came to this church, we, uh, like I told you earlier, I kind of touched on it, man. She, she had been in ministry or in church her whole life. She was ministering for singing. She was, uh, she, she was a package, man. And then here just, I was like, what's up? You know, new converting, new conversion. Here I am. Hey, what's up, bro? Pastor like, don't call me bro. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> he really did tell me that. <laughs> Pastor Juan was like, don't call me bro. I said, yes, yes, sir, bro. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just thought, I was like, <laughs> so it's funny. And then after, it's funny whenever he, he took, uh, Brian took over, he said, now you can call me bro. So it was funny. It was awesome. But like I said, my wife was, man, she was, the, she was a real deal, man. She had been through it all. She was, she knew. She was seasoned. And I was a new convert. So what happened? I said, oh yeah, you want her? You need me too. You got to have me. And I remember in this back room right here, they're like, pastor, like Damaris, you lead worship. We could use you. Be a strong asset to our team. And I was like, awesome. It's awesome. He's going to get to me. Never got to me. So what happened, man, is I wanted to be with everyone else. So I started, started acting like I was, I was being someone else, right? I started skipping processes, not really staying on my fundamentals. I was just skipping steps. 
And then it's like, oh, well, he's ready, right? Don't be that guy. Don't be like me. Trust the process. Go through it. It's there for a reason. All right? If you talk to uh, instructors who, 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 who teach you how to shoot a gun, they say the best student is a student that hasn't p- picked up a gun yet. But why? Because you learn how to shoot wrong already. So they got to go against what you've already learned and try to reteach you. Right? Same thing goes for Christianity, man. I've walked and made so many mistakes because I learned the wrong way. I had to relearn. So, man, that's, that took my process even long. Like I said, I was slower than most. I ain't mad about it. I'm here. All right? So now we get to the last stage and the fourth stage. And this is the most important. I know I've said that like four times. But, man, this is another important stage, right? Why? Because it's the reproductive stage. It's a reproduction. I almost said that wrong. The reproduction stage, right? You've made it. You're a beautiful butterfly. Spread your wings. It's time to fly. Whatever God calls you to do, you're ready. Right? You're ready to take that journey. God was with you. He sustained you. He provided. And you're ready. Right? The process wasn't easy. Believe me, the workload following is just as important. But you can be proud. Right? God helped you through it. Remember, it wasn't all you. Just don't, don't get out and be like, I did it. I got this. Remember, man, God got you through it. 2020, I promise you didn't get through it yourself. God got you through it. There's a lot of people that didn't come out of 2020. All right? I promise you, there's a lot of people. But you're here, and there's a reason you're here. And just trust that. Amen? I'm reminded of Genesis 19 with uh, Lot and his wife whenever they're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels try to take them out. They're like, come on, we got to go. And what happens to Lot's wife? She peeks back. Once you get to this stage, don't look back. Why? She turned, she turned to a pillar of salt. Right? She never turned back. Don't peek into your past. Know your past. Learn from your past, but don't peek back in it. You look back at something... You don't even realize. Everyone's running. You look back, you know, you went from first to last. So remember, now you got to keep going, all right? So please, don't turn back. Keep moving forward. When we look back at our past, that means we are not focused on the new. We are focusing on the old, right? But remember, verse 17, we are new creatures and new things are to come, right? Now that you've made it through the process, you will, begin to, you will be used to fulfill what? The Great Commission, that's what we're leading up to. Now you're ready. Now you're ready to preach to the nations. You're ready to make disciples of all nations. But guess what? Your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, everyone around you, me, the guy next to you, the lady next to you, all need Jesus. You don't have to go across the world to, to preach. I promise you, people in this nation that need them just as much as the people there. If that's what God calls you to do, follow what God has called you to do. But while you're here, don't say, oh, I'm just waiting for God to call me. Hey, let God shine through you. Let God see who you are. Man, that guy, man, Josh, he ain't the same. He don't talk the same. What's up with that guy? That's right. Come talk to me. What's up? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. You know, that's who, that's who it was. It wasn't me. Trust me. I want to be just like y'all, cutting up, cussing with you guys, acting a fool. But guess what? No, sir. God came and transformed me. I cannot be the same. Amen? Right? Not that, not that Josh does none of those things. It was just I saw him and I remembered him. You know, he don't cuss. He don't do like that. He's like, bro, don't say that, bro. So recap. The process, born again, conversion, that's where we start. Got to feed ourselves, spiritual metamorphosis, right? All right? Transition, 
Just because you're not doing anything doesn't mean that you're not doing anything. Be still, continue to fast, continue to pray, continue to read your word, continue to draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Reproducing, now it's your time. It's your turn to start feeding the flock. It's your turn to start tending the flock. So people think, oh, I'm done, I'm saved. Now I just come to a booth and I sit there. No, sir. No, ma'am. You're meant to tend the flock. You're meant to feed the flock. Remember that. This isn't here for you to stay here. It's here for you to pass through. If you're going to stay here and work, okay. If you're going to stay and go and God calls you, you go. But remember, you're, you're always moving. It's not a sitting still. In conclusion, it is important that in life there are processes for a reason. We have to trust the process. It may not be easy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's too much. But I promise you, the way a diamond is made from coal with the pressure Remember, when God puts that pressure, hey, praise God. There's a reason. He's refining, he's defining who you are, who you will be. Amen? Well, remember, without the butterfly, there's no caterpillar. Without the caterpillar, there's no butterfly. It's a process. We all need one another. We all need each other as a body of Christ. You need me like I need you. And the next generation, the you, and the kids, Who's going to attend? They got to, we got to attend to that flock. They're going to attend to another flock. So we all have a job to do, right? We all have something we have to do. So if you're taking it easy and just relaxing right now, this is your, this is your kick, in the, kick in the knee, right? You got something you need to be doing. If you're sitting still, doing nothing, let me rephrase that. If you're doing nothing, it's time for you to start, uh, start moving. Amen? Because water that doesn't move becomes stagnant. It's no good. Amen. Salt, once it loses its taste, it's good for nothing. Amen. When and if you fell along the way, do not throw in the towel and think because you messed up, you could wait for the new year to make the change, to make it right. Instead, get back up, dust yourself off, and learn from your mistakes and keep on walking. You don't need a new year. You don't need a new year to make a new year's resolution. Hey, if you fail today, make the resolution. Hey, tomorrow, you know what? I'm not going to fail. I will not fail the same way. I cannot fail the same way. My family's relying on it. My wife's relying on it. My salvation relies on it. Everything that I am relies on it. This nation relies on it. So you put that burden on your back. I promise you, when you fail, you're going to want to be like, hey, don't fail again. Right? So start off your new year with the new you. Because we're still serving the same God with the same process. And my God still works, and so does his process. Amen. Let's all stand. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again, and God bless.